Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am a co-director of charts at Billboard based in Los Angeles. Still not on the other line is my regular co-host, Jason Lipschutz, who is still gallivanting around the globe on vacation. In his place, though, is the fabulous Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Yay, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Did you have a nice weekend? I did. I was in uh, Las Vegas. Have a little bit of the Vegas voice left over. So, uh, sort of a Brenda Vaccaro, yeah, Bonnie exactly. Tyler kind of vibe. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going for for the for the podcast. I thought it would be very sultry on air voice. Sultry, <laughs> sultry Vegas. Yes. Um, spent a lot of time. Uh, I I actually don't really know how your weekend was because you haven't told me about it. Because I want to keep it fresh for the show. Yeah, of course. Um, did you see any musical acts, or was it more of a like relaxed by the pool sort of? Very thing? much the relaxed by the pool trip. We spent all day yesterday by the pool. The entire day slathered in sunblock slathered in sunblock and uh you know went around the lazy river on an inner tube and uh uh, went in the wave pool and just had a whole like water park adventure all all of that stuff is like so like not what i do because really the sun and me don't get along okay yeah no seriously it was like eight hours straight in the sun it was Uh, great i loved it okay yeah (laughs) Well, um, I went to Disneyland. Oh, yeah, um, on Friday. Yeah, Friday and Saturday I went to Disneyland and um, uh, had a random musical moment. Oh, yeah? On on Saturday night, I was walking past Star Tours, and I saw this, like, scruffy blonde guy. I was like, hmm, you look kind of like that guy from Little Big Town. And then right behind him was the blonde woman from Little Big Town. I'm like, oh, Little Big Town must be here at Disneyland. But it was so crowded, like, and I would have never said hello anyway, so it was yeah. just really awkward. Um, but you didn't want to just yell girl crush at them. <laughs> like, love a girl crush. <laughs> like, um, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel the, the need to do that. Um, uh, yeah. So Disneyland was fun, but I'm also a Disneyland geek. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, the podcast. Um, we've got lots to discuss this week. As always, we have a new number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, sort of. By an act that is basically ruling all of our big charts this week, The weekend. Uh, we're also going to talk about the news of how a Whitney Houston hologram is aiming to tour in 2016, Taylor Swift's Emmy Award win, plus a preview of this weekend's big, big, big iHeart Radio Music Festival in Las Vegas. How big is it? It's big. It's so big. So big. But first, some housekeeping notes. If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode. And also give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at Jason Lipschutz. Granted, again, Jason will not be looking at his tweets, but hey, you never know. He did send us an email the other night saying that he listened to last week's show. Which, why is he doing that on I don't his vacation? Know. <laughs> Because he's because because he just can't because he because he cares can't stay away he can't stay away from the pop, um, and if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com/slash/BillboardPodcast. That's where all of our podcasts live, including the Pop Shop Podcast. So, Katie, are you ready? I am so ready. Um, so this week, believe it or not, the weekend is not only number one on the Billboard Hot 100. He's also number one on the Billboard 200 with his album Beauty Behind the Madness for a second week. But the cool thing about the Hot 100 feat is that he's not only number one with Can't Feel My Face, it goes back to number one. He's actually number two with The Hills. So he's numbers one and two. Yeah. Which is not exactly a common thing. The last time it happened was Iggy Azalea did it. 
um, when she was uh, number one with uh, Fancy, and then number two was Problem, Ariana Grande featuring. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's more rare is for the numbers one and two to be both by the same lead artist. Yeah. Um, that's fairly unusual. The last time it happened with, I think the last time it happened, I have paperwork here. <laughs> I'm not, you got facts. I, I'm not going to pretend like I have this like memorized or anything. <laughs> um, the last time it happened was in 2009 actually when I think T.I. was the artist who did it mm. I, I have it here in front of me uh, do, do, do. oh no 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 actually 2009 it was the Black Eyed Peas did it with Boom Boom Pow and I Got a Feeling oh yeah the last time a male lead artist did it was in 2008 when T.I. did it um, the, the point is it doesn't happen very often and it only really happens when someone like The Weeknd has that kind of perfect moment in yep. time um, I still think as we talked about last week The Hills is such a weird song yeah um though i do when i did hear it on the radio the other day i thought you know you can hear the similarities between the two songs certainly in his voice oh yeah um but still if you love can't feel my face and then you listen to the hills you're like what did i just get myself into well i feel like that's why he has these number one and number two hits simultaneously is because they can play them in close proximity and it's not like you're sick right. of the weekend or sick of that sound right and He's getting played at different like radio formats because mm-hmm. of how different the two songs are too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's super super exciting. Um, I have some fun stats about it that I can um, rattle off here. That the the fabulous Gary Trust, I like to say fabulous, but the fabulous Gary Trust uh, in New York <laughs> wrote he manages the Hot 100. Um, so the weekend is only the 16th act in the history of the Hot 100 chart. And again, the Hot 100 chart started in 1958 to rank at numbers one and two simultaneously. And, as Gary says, even more impressively, he is just the 10th act to hold the Hot 100's top two positions as a lead artist on both of the songs. So the 16, the 16 acts that have done it were all you know people that may have been featured mm-hmm. on one of those songs um, and the lead artist was someone else, but he's actually only the 10th to actually do it with their own song. And uh, so they were Black Eyed Peas, T.I. in 2008, um, Akon in 2006, Mariah Carey in 2005, Usher in 2004, Outkast that same year, Nelly in 2002, and then you go all the way back to 1978 with the Bee Gees. Wow. Yeah. And then in 1964 with the Beatles. Wow. Um, The Beatles actually famously had the entire top five at one point, um, which... We've always assumed that could never possibly happen again, but you never know. Yeah, like back then, the whole thing was they they didn't like stagger the singles like they do now, but the way that streaming and everything works now, people can listen to whatever they feel like listening to and buy whatever they want to buy, and it really could happen. Well, like The Weeknd had something like 10 songs or something on the Hot 100, I think, a week ago, Mm -hmm. because... All the tracks from the album were available, and people could stream them or buy them individually. And, so and they, the article that we did that every single song from that album at one point was on. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, it, it, yeah, and, and the Beatles thing actually specifically happened because some of those, it was basically the moment where the Beatles broke in 1964. Mm-hmm. And though they happened to be signed to Capitol Records, there were some singles that had been previously released on other labels. So I think some of those songs in the top five were on Capitol, and then some were on other labels. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, 
you know, the, the typical release pattern is once you're signed to a label, you release one single, and that one single is the one that you promote for the next three months. Right. And then it fades off the chart, and then you release another single. So it's not often that you would actually have all of the cosmic stars aligned to have that many songs able to chart. Yeah. Now, everything is eligible to yep. chart. So yep. it's a much different, uh, you know, playing field. Still, just to get two at numbers one and two, or like even the top ten, is still yeah. kind of a big deal. Totally. So... Uh, the weekend, number two, number one on the Hot 100. Also number one on the Billboard 200, uh, where Beauty Behind the Madness does I Have the Figure for Me, is at number one for a second week with 145,000 equivalent album wow. units. He wasn't actually the top selling album of the week, though. Who was that? That was actually Five Finger Death Punch. Mm. Um, so the way the charts work, uh, and I talked about this before, well, every week, is that <laughs> the Billboard 200 is a popularity slash consumption chart based on blending pure album sales, track equivalent albums, where you take all the tracks from the album and equate that into what a album unit could be viewed as, and then streaming equivalent albums, where all the tracks from an album are streamed, and we count those up, and then we do some math, and then we figure out, okay, these albums are the most popular based on these units. However, if you're just looking at pure album sales, Five Finger Death Punch actually had the biggest selling album of okay. the week. It's not terribly often that we have an album be the top seller, but also not be number one on the Billboard 200. Um, the most sort of notable one I guess previous to this week was when the Empire soundtrack and Madonna's Rebel Heart album came out in the same week. Empire ended up being the number one album on the Billboard 200, but Madonna's album actually sold more in terms of just pure album right. sales. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't happen a whole lot, but it happens occasionally when you have an album that has a lot of tracks and streams behind it, which is what The Weeknd has certainly with The Hills and Can't Feel My Face being so popular. So. Yeah. That's why, if you're wondering why there's that weird discrepancy between the two, that's the reason. Five Finger Death Punch mostly is 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 charting off the strength of just pure album sales. They don't have a whole lot of streams or track action happening, um, which is sort of to be expected for a hard rock band. Like right. Theirs. Yep. Um, also on the Billboard 200, uh, we have debuts in the top five from Iron Maiden, uh, believe it or not. Uh, Troy Sivan, a YouTube superstar turned recording artist. Um, with his new album called Wild. It's actually an EP. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to the EP? I have way? not. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Taylor Swift loves it. Um, Taylor Swift loves it. He got the Taylor <laughs> Swift. And Sam Smith loves it, too. Sam oh, Smith man. tweeted, too. Those are some serious stamps of approval yeah. for him. And, That's awesome. Yeah. And um, it, it's good. And there's a there's a cool music video um, where it's, it's like, I guess, part one of a mini movie that he's doing. Oh, my. It's very um, ambitious. Yeah. And um, he just also seems like a cool guy. Yeah. And funny and engaging. And um, so, yeah, I like it. Yeah. I know. Our oh. stamp of approval as well. Yes. There you go. <laughs> um, what else is happening? Let me look at my list here so I can be totally transparent and tell you I have a list in front of me that I'm reading. <laughs> um, oh, hey, have you heard the news about how there's a Whitney Houston hologram that's going to go into it? I have heard that news. Oh, isn't that tragic? It's it's something. <laughs> I don't. Um, so what, what it is is, and I was fascinated by this idea the uh, allegedly not allegedly this is the, this is the news i'm reading from our website winnie houston will in hologram form tour in 2016 
thanks to a collaboration between Pat Houston, uh, president of the Whitney Houston Estate, and Greek billionaire Alki David, CEO of Hologram USA. <laughs> That's probably not how you say it. Um, in our story, we say speaking for the first time since last week's announcement, David now tells Billboard that fans should expect the late singer's hologram to make its debut in, quote, about a year. We need to help. We need to finalize the script for the show, he explains, before assuring it, quote, should be a relatively smooth process. <laughs> that seems unlikely, but yeah. <laughs> mm. um, he, he references how... Um, there will be it will be it will draw from the singer's own live performances, um, much in the same way that uh, Tupac interacted with Snoop Dogg on stage at Coachella. Yeah, that they clearly are setting up like they want like live performers to be there and kind of interact with Whitney. It seems like that or something. Right. So like Mariah Carey shows up one night and sings "When You Believe" with a hologram. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah. No. I don't. I uh, no. <laughs> I don't, how, how do, I don't, not sure how I feel about this. A friend of mine on Twitter, um, who it works in the industry, mm-hmm. basically said, this is like the worst idea ever because Whitney Houston was about the voice. Yeah. It wasn't about the sort of stage spectacle mm-hmm. and like a million dancers and pyro. Yeah. It was about hearing that live instrument. Right. And now we're not <laughs> going to hear it because she's not with us. Yeah. So it just seems like. I don't know. It just seems like a like I don't know. W- would you go see this show, Katie? No, and yeah. I love Whitney Houston, and I have loved her since I was a small child. I I was obsessed with her growing up, and I I can't imagine spending money to do this. I think that seeing something like this on a on an award show or some sort of like TV event like might a one off thing sense, yeah, because seeing. A hologram in person doesn't... It's like seeing a movie or something, I guess. So if you're really into Whitney, then you could go watch the Whitney, like, fake Whitney performance. I don't know. The whole thing is strange. But obviously they they know, like, what a following she has that people people will go. But, what, but I, you know, I'm not entirely convinced that there is that much of a following. Yeah. like but, I mean, because, like... Her aside t- from buying the albums, you mean, like, the... Yeah. Well, I mean, since, 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 since she died... <laughs> Since she died, it, unlike, say, uh, Michael Jackson's mm-hmm. material, um, Michael Jackson, his his music sold so incredibly well after he died. Yeah, and in like like a, basically a year, his estate was able to like get out of debt because I mean he died in debt. Yeah, and then like a year and a half late, later, between the between the Cirque du Soleil show, the Michael Jackson This Is It movie, mm-hmm. the soundtrack from This Is It that was number one, all of the sales of all his various albums, all that stuff has made a, a fortune for his estate. The Whitney Houston situation is not anywhere near the same. Yeah. Um, you know, there there doesn't seem to be sort of a, a studio album like in the vaults waiting to come out. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, the, a greatest hits album that they did release did okay interesting like the live album they put out was just so you don't even think that maybe it's gonna even be a draw like not just that like the idea of a touring hologram is like weird but you don't think that this is gonna draw an audience no i mean if they if they haven't been if 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 the michael jackson estate has thought like okay we're not doing a hologram on tour why would the whitney one right why would that seem like oh that's a go i just think it's probably and and this is only my opinion 
But it seems like there's probably a lot of money being thrown around. Yeah. And the estate said, yeah, sure, if we can do it and, and maintain um, integrity mm-hmm. and something that, you know, Whitney and her family would be proud of, then why not try it? Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily the right idea. And I don't know. Is there, has there even been a hologram tour yet? I was just really? going to say, so they've been talking about that for um, Selena. That's That was the one that was announced a few months ago, I think, like on the anniversary of her death, that she was going to. But I almost, I feel like that almost makes a little more sense because so many people didn't get a chance to ever see her perform yeah. because she was, you know, died so young and tragically. And so, and also the movie has created this whole new fan base for her that weren't fans when she was alive. Right. And so I feel like actually that one makes a little more sense. Yeah. And I think, and and in a way, holograms work better if, if you don't have a lot of reference points to remembering them on stage. And for Selena, I think, I mean, yes, obviously she has a hardcore fan base that knows every performance she's ever done yeah, and yep. can memorize all the dance moves. But I think if you're, if you're going for like sort of a wider audience, she has kind of an, uh, an iconic look mm-hmm. that is easily identifiable. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I remember what her hair looked like at a certain point, the bustier, the bustier <laughs> and like something very, you know, sequins, yeah. very, you know, there's something to be said for that much in the way where Michael Jackson, if you put him in like a fedora and glittery gloves yeah. and some loafers, yep. you have an iconic look. Yeah. You know, someone like someone I always talk about, Madonna, that's kind of hard because her looks always change. Yeah. And nothing like there's no one look to pin it on. Yeah. Um, so I think depending on the act, maybe it can work. Like Elvis, you put him in like a white jumpsuit, you know, or something. Yeah. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. I don't know. There's this whole hologram thing. There was another hologram announced last week too. Is Billie Holiday is they're going to have a hologram perform at on the Apollo stage in Harlem? Well, as like a one-off thing. I mean, that actually could be like a moment, like a really cool thing. Totally. I think it depends really on the moment, and I think maybe the hologram time is passed unless they can really find like an advance in technology to really kind of make it even more immersive. Yeah. Anywho, um, in other news, Taylor Swift won an Emmy Award this past weekend. Now she's just a Tony and an Oscar away from the EGOT. <laughs> I love EGOT Watch. EGOT, EGOT, EGOT Watch is super fun. EGOT is, uh, it stands for E-G-O-T, and that's uh, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. And it's basically the big four awards of the entertainment industry. Uh, Taylor won for Original Interactive Program for Amex Unstaged, Taylor Swift Experience, as the show's artist and executive producer. I believe this was actually a juried award. So it wasn't even like you could vote on it. It was more like a panel of esteemed Emmy people sat in a room and said, should we give this program a special award? Yeah. Or should we not? Yeah. And they decided to. And uh, Taylor posted a bunch of pictures of her with the Emmy. Yeah, I guess they they overnighted the Emmy to her. It was really fun. It was like her and her backup dancers all backstage, like posing with Emmys. But one the the funniest video is um her backup dancer is holding on to the Emmy and she's like, "Who would you like to thank for this win?" And he just goes, "Nick Jonas." (laughs) That's it for no reason, just other than Nick Jonas being adorable. I know. I I saw saw a photo and said Nick Jonas. I'm like, why are they thinking Nick Jonas? (laughs) Just because, just for being Nick Jonas and all his Nick Jonasness. That's all. Nick Jonas. It's funny. Nick Jonas was mentioned a lot last week on the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Nick Jonas. Um, 
Other notable musicians who won Emmys this past weekend. And by the way, this past weekend was the, I think they call it the Creative Arts Emmys Awards. Yes. Which is, basically, the Emmys have so many categories, they break up their awards presentations into two separate uh, weekends. So this past weekend was the Creative Arts, where it's kind of like, you know, guest actress in a comedy series, sound mixing for a comedy animated short of 12 minutes or less. (laughs) Produce sometime with a blue moon overhead. Um, so, and and then next weekend will be the uh, main Emmy Awards that you'll see broadcast on TV, where you know it's comedy series, drama series, like the big, the big, the, the big, big ones, the big kahunas. the twentieth, yes, September twentieth. So this past weekend, other musicians who won Emmy Awards uh, include Queen Latifah who won for Outstanding Television Movie as the executive producer of HBO's Bessie, which she also happened to star in. I think she's up for the acting award on oh, Sunday as well. So she, yeah. so she could win another yeah. Emmy next yep. week. Um, and Audra McDonald for Outstanding Special Class Program for hosting Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, live from Lincoln Center. Um, Audra McDonald, I wrote about her a few months ago, maybe last year right around tony awards time Mm -hmm. when she won whatever she was nominated for and at that point she i think she became the first person to win the tony in all four of the acting categories wow which is difficult to do because the 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 four acting categories for uh, the respective sexes would be lead actress in a musical um and then the equivalent to supporting actress in a musical. It, I think the name of that particular category is something slightly different, um, like s- supporting performance by something. And then you have a lead actress in a... Uh, a play. A play, thanks. I'm mm-hmm. like, drama? No, play. <laughs> and then um, supporting actress in a play. So not only can she sing and dance, but she can also act in a play. <laughs> so that's Audra McDonald. Um I don't know. I just like talking about EGOT. I don't know why. Well, and we talked about this last week, but Katy Perry, her Super Bowl performance won something, but she didn't win. It was like makeup. For yes. Costumes. 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 And for I, her Super Bowl halftime. And I think her, the, the category that she could have won in was actually presented this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was called Outstanding Nonfiction Short Form. Oh, uh, this is the one that also had like Between Two Ferns. Yes. Right. Um, she was nominated <laughs> against... Um, for her Super Bowl performance, she was nominated against Between Two Ferns, um, like a Key and Peel thing. Uh-huh. Um, oh boy! Oh, Billy Eichner, it Billy on the all, Street. It was all comedy. Yeah, it was all comedy stuff except for Katy Perry. Yeah, exactly. And I think Between Two Ferns won. So Zach Galifianakis and the producers of that with one. the president. I think it's it, his interview it, with it, the president. It was, I think. was it that one or was it? The, I think it might have been the Brad Pitt one. Oh well. Yeah, okay. but that but that doesn't. Uh, Brad Pitt did not win an Emmy, and neither did Barack Obama. <laughs> um, yes, but Barack Obama has won a Grammy for uh, his spoken uh, yes. or what is it? The audio recording the, of his the, book. Yes, like spoken word recording yep. for the audio book equivalent of his biography. Yep. Um, other famous Fun presidents facts. who have won Grammys <laughs> include. When will Obama get an EGOT? Is the question. <laughs> That's probably a little bit tougher. Well, I mean, I think Al Gore both has a Grammy and oh, an Oscar. Yeah, for the documentary Didn't, category I, for um, Inconvenient Truth. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that he I, I, won. It did. 
Yeah. It did. Yeah. I mean, he may not he may have not actually won that award. So, well, you feel free to google later if you're listening. Down the rabbit hole with uh, Katie I and know. Keith. <laughs> this is just this is none of this is scripted. Why I just kind of like ran off the page. Um, what else is happening this week? Oh, I oh. know what's happening. You're going back to Vegas. Yeah, you know, I like to I I flew in this morning, by the way, oh, really? from Vegas and oh, I'm dear. leaving Thursday to go to the iHeart Radio Music Festival this weekend. Yes, uh, both Katie and I will be at the iHeart Radio Music Festival in Las Vegas um, this Friday and Saturday night, September 18th and 19th at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Um, you know, if you can't be there with us, because it's likely that you won't, um, the show will stream live on Yahoo Live. We're not like hosting the iHeart thing or anything. We're actually going to be backstage with Billboard.com. Um, we'll have like we're going to be doing interviews with celebrities that come through, taking pictures. We'll be tweeting probably. Yeah, follow our Twitter, Snapchat, Vine. We're going to be covering all of it. Yes, ev- evidently we're doing a lot of those things now. Um, <laughs> someone, I guess they're a thing. This whole social media this, this thing, whole Snapchat thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, follow all of our socials. Uh, follow Billboard throughout the weekend. Uh, you know, and it's not just at night. Evidently, there's a there's a daytime. Yep thing happening too. Um, some of the big stars that are playing on Friday include Sam Smith, Coldplay, Kenny Chesney, Jason Derulo, Kanye West, The Killers. Then on Saturday, there's more too, but I just only read you a few of them. And then on Saturday, you have J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, The Weeknd, Fallout Boy, uh, Nick Jonas, Janet Jackson. I wonder if she's going to close the show. I think she will. She I kind of feel like it's Kanye Friday, Janet Saturday. Yeah. When looking at those lists. Um, and Diplo, Hosier, like it's so many people. It's crazy. Yeah. It's 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 like stupid stacked with people. Yeah, it really is. And and these these are just the the shows that are inside the arena. By the way, this is the same arena where the Billboard Music Awards mm-hmm. are at. Um, so we know that backstage area well. Yeah, we do. We've been there. Yeah, we we've been there. Up. We were just there. <laughs> um, but also during the day outside at a sort of quasi-adjacent venue, I think it's near, if you've been to Vegas before, I think it's, I want to say that this area is across from Mandalay Bay and the Luxor where they have like this huge kind of empty lot. I think they're setting up a huge outdoor festival area, and that's where their daytime festival is going to be happening. Which it's, that's going to be hot, by the way. Yeah, it's going to be like a million degrees. <laughs> and it was over 100 all weekend when yeah. I was there, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be at this daytime thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> Katie and I... You'll will, find us backstage. <laughs> yeah, we'll be firmly firmly planted in some sort of backstage area room um, trying to trip talent as they walk by so we can drag them in um, and take their picture. So if you can sneak into the venue to watch... One artist out of all of these people, who would it be? Oh, right. Yeah, because Katie and I, I think allegedly we might be able to actually see the show, but most likely we probably won't see very much yeah, of it. Yeah, well, I mean, they'll, they'll have a feedback stage, so we'll kind of be watching it like everybody else right. is, um, you know, on the mm. backstage feed. Um, I Well, let's see. Let's You've seen see. Janet before, haven't I've you? I've seen Janet before. I've um, never seen her. I mean, Well, actually, I would I would actually like to see Jennifer Lopez. Because yeah. every time I've seen her perform, oh my God. like when she when she performed on the Billboard Awards a year ago, it was just crazy. She is such an amazing performer. The, the Selena tribute that she did oh, at, the at the Billboard Latin, Latin Awards, yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. And this, I think this will sort of act as a preview of her own the Vegas, Vegas residency. Show. Totally. Yeah. So I think I think certainly J Lo on the second day. I'm 
not so secretly hoping that J-Lo will pop into Janet Jackson's set. Oh my God. Because, you know, J-Lo used to dance for Janet. Yeah, that would be insane. She comes out during That's the Way Love Goes and they like dance like they did in the video. Or like, or she's like in disguise as a dancer, anonymous dancer, and then she like unmasks herself and J-Lo has been dancing in the troupe the whole time. (laughs) Yes. Oh, or or they just do it and and J-Lo comes like slinking out. And then, you know, surprises Janet. Oh, yeah. In like a semi-scripted moment. Exactly. <laughs> Sur- quote, air quotes, surprises Janet. Um, who who would you, okay, if, 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 I'm assuming J-Lo and Janet are on your list, but. Absolutely. Aside from them. Well, okay, I am, I am a not-so-secret Coldplay fan, and I have ne- but I've never seen them perform, and they're an amazing, like, band live, and I've all I've ever heard is how amazing they are, and I've never gone to a show somehow. Wow. So for me, I'm thinking Coldplay, uh, like, they, they have the least likely, I think, to have some insane moment that I'm going to need to be furiously typing about. Right. So I think I can go in and sit and watch Please that Please welcome one. Gwyneth Paltrow right. to the stage. Yeah. Now I say that, I'm, like, totally cursing Right. Because actually they do have a lot of famous friends who could pop up. Rihanna shows up and they do, like, oh, Princess, Princess of China. China. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. So I'm, I'm really pumped to see them since I've never seen them before. Like, Jay-Z's probably not going to be there, but you never know. I mean, Kanye's there, and they're friends. I, we'll see. <laughs> I assume, and Disclosure's playing on September 18th, oh. and so is Sam Smith, so that means Sam They've Smith will come out and together. do Latch. Yeah, totally. Or the, the other new single. 100%. You sort of assume. And though Sam Smith, um, you know, because of his vocal situation, He's been touring, though. he has been out there. Yeah. Okay, he has been playing shows. Okay, because I'm actually really curious to see him now after his surgery and all that too. So I'm sure he's still just as great as ever. Um. So yeah, that's all the big news for this week. I think. Um. Did I miss anything glaringly obvious you want to talk about before we move on to the most exciting part of the show? Plans for Taylor Swift hologram in 2030, maybe. <laughs> Or now, like, just to finish up the 1989 tour because she's tired. Right. I was like, because a hologram usually means you've, you've died. Oh, oh, I didn't mean to do that to Taylor. <laughs> I take it all back. Um, actually, <laughs> part, I mean, who, never who, who who would you like, uh, among among famous dead artists, <laughs> who would you like to see in oh, hologram form? Man. Who would you actually pay to see? I just, I don't think I have any interest, no matter who it is. Like I, I, the Beatles. It would be interesting if Paul performed with John hologram Lennon, rest of, of the Beatles. George Harrison. Oh right, I forgot Ringo's still alive. Ringo's still alive. <laughs> oh my God, I'm such a jerk. Yeah, no. Please totally. welcome Katie Atkinson, senior <laughs> editor of a music website you've heard. I was of. just like only considering Paul performing with like other holograms, and obviously Ringo's should be there as well. So anyway, wow. what what about you? What would you see? Hmm. Um. I- well, I mean, mostly, I'm, I'm trying to think of just, like, first famous dead, like, big, huge dead musicians. Like, like what would you go see? Like, Beethoven? Like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Um, that, oh, I love uh, the idea of that. Mozart. That's a very classy choice. Very cla- well, because then you really wouldn't have a whole lot of, you know, frame of reference. That's true. You've never seen a moving image of someone. Right. Like, you could do that. Like, if you pick someone where there's not a whole lot of moving images of them, yeah. then that could be kind of cool. Totally. Or, you know, I mean... Elvis didn't really tour hardly at all. Like, he played Vegas. See, that's the thing. Like, all of these hologram ideas sound like they should, would work for Vegas, like a Vegas show. Yeah. You know? Well, I think it has to be, like, a stationary thing. Exactly. Where you can really get the technology up to snuff. Totally. And it needs to be, like, a spectacular, spectacular. Yes. 
well, we've gone, we've fallen down the goddamn <laughs> the hologram. hologram rabbit hole. Um, hey, are you ready for my chart stat of the week? I am so ready. <laughs> 15 years ago this week. Madonna, hey, I only talk about her every show, topped the Billboard Hot 100 with music makes the people come together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a very sort of a show tune Broadway version. <laughs> music! <laughs> On the September 16th, 2000 dated chart, the dance track earned its first of four weeks atop the list, and it was her 12th number one single. It's hard to believe, but that means it's also been 15 years since Madonna last led the Hot 100. It was her, so far, most recent number one on the chart, which is, I, I was I was like, wow, was music her last number one? That's oh, crazy. It was. I mean, she's been number one on a bunch of other charts oh, totally. since then. Um, she's regularly at the top of our Dance, Dance Club, Club songs. songs chart, and she still gets number one albums. But in terms of the Hot 100 chart, she hasn't had a number one since then. But, you know, if if you enjoy Madonna's music and you enjoy Madonna's music, mm-hmm. you can go see her on her Rebel Heart tour, which just kicked off last week. And, of course, music is on the set list, as are some of Madonna's other Hot 100 number one hits, like Who's That Girl and Like a Virgin. Um, other note, uh, we've sort of talked about the Madonna tour a little bit here in the office, but did you know, and I think I think this is true, um, in the tour, she plays Who's That Girl and True Blue, both songs she has not performed live on tour since, I think, 1987. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fans had to be freaking out when well, she started performing those. I was kind of freaking out. Yeah. I mean, people Keith knew... Keith had to be freaking out. <laughs> Keith had to be freaking <laughs> out. Well, because, because for such a long time, she had such an aversion to her oldies. Yeah. And if she did any of them, she would only do the real big ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, like on this tour, she does Dress You Up. She does True Blue. Who's That Girl? Oh, that's so fun. She does Like a Virgin. She does Holiday. Wow. She does Burning Up. Wow. Um, It's just sort of nuts. Oh, she yeah. even does, um, I think, Love Don't Live Here Anymore, which most people don't even know what that song is. But it, 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 you're... You're like, really? Keep the short circuiting right now. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's your chart stat of the week. 15 years ago this week, Madonna hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with music. <laughs> Yay. I was hoping you'd sing a little more of that. <laughs> yeah. I probably, I probably shouldn't. Um, let's see. Well, we'll be back next week. Yes. Still no Jason, I don't think. Oh my goodness. But I'm hoping that we could probably, hopefully... Cross your fingers. Get someone on the podcast that will be at iHeart this weekend. Yes. I say that now with great hope because I I want everyone listening to understand just how hard it is to wrangle the talent and to coerce them into doing something. Especially the caliber of talent at this festival. The chances of me actually like getting anywhere an eye shot of like Kanye West (laughs) is like super slim. Um, I don't think I'm going to get Janet. All right, we're not going to be promising a Kanye or Janet, but no. so- somebody. Something, someone. <laughs> if I'm talking to just like a clear channel executive, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's maybe I can promise that. Um, in the meantime, do you have any parting words, Katie? I'll just, you know, thanks for another great week. Yay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be back next week until Jason gets back. Until Jason <laughs> materializes. Um, so uh, let's go out on Madonna's music because, obviously... And thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week. Thank you. Bye.